Psalm 37, from verse 23 onwards. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he walk, though he fall, he shall not utterly, he shall not be utterly cast down. For he, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I'm going to read these two verses one more time. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now, this is not talking about uh, the righteous falling into sin. This is talking about the trials, the the afflictions, the problems they may have. God says, even if something happens, God says, Nothing bad is going to happen because God upholds him with his hand. Think about this. If you're about to fall, if your child is about to fall, and you see that the child is about to fall, and you just run and you catch the child and you pick the child up. Yeah, the child fell from the chair or fell from the table. But the child did not get hurt. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. There's a prophecy God is giving to us for the month of June, but not only for the month of June, it's month of June and beyond. This is something very important that we need to know for the rest of our lives. No matter what happens to us, again, this is not talking about sin or presumptuous sin or any kind of sin. This is talking about problems. We may face a problem where Someone can try to push us from somewhere. Some weight can try to push us. Some wind can try to push us. This is talking about external force. The enemy can try to push us. When he tries to push us, and it looks like as if you're falling, know this. The hand of God will uphold you. You will not get hurt. You will not get hurt. Hallelujah. You will not get hurt. When you feel like, oh, Lord, what is happening to me? Know this for sure. The hand of God will come and pick you up. Why? Because he delights in your ways. Very important to know that and make note of this. This is for those who delight in God's ways and who walk in the footsteps of God, where God orders their footsteps. So none of our steps will slide. If an external force tries to push you, you will not get hurt. Though an army would rise against me, I will sing praise. Through his mighty power, I shall bring down my enemies. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God is for me, Who can be against me? If God is for you, no one can be against you. When an external force tries to pull you down or push you, if you are in him, God promises this for his people. His right hand will uphold you. God's hands will come and pick you up. Not after you fall, but before you fall. Before you fall, God will come and pick you up. Even when I say before you fall, I meant before you get hurt. 
before you get hurt, God's hand will pick you up. An external force may try to push you. You may feel like, oh Lord, I'm falling. Something is happening. Looks like something bad is happening. God says, no, it will not touch you. It will not hurt you. Just at the right time. He fights for me. He fights for me. Right in the moment, God will come and he will deliver his righteous just at the right time. Just at the right time. When the enemy surrounds me and his fiery dust fly all around me. Oh, he fights for me. He fights for me right in the moment, right in that moment. His hands come and he picks up his people. He makes sure that you don't get hurt. God will make sure that you don't get hurt. For he who touches you touches the apple of God's eye. God will make sure that you don't get hurt. God will make sure that I don't get hurt. For all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. God says here, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. When we are in the will of God, when we walk in the footsteps of God Almighty, God says your footsteps will be calculated, measured by God. And your footsteps are protected, preserved by God. And someone comes and says, oh, you're walking in the footsteps of God. But an external force comes and it says, I'm pushing you. You know, the hands of God. He comes and he catches you just at the right time. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Think about it. If the maker of heaven and earth, the Lord God almighty, he comes and he upholds you. He catches you. He sustains you. Think about his hands. How strong, how marvelous, how wonderful and how protective his arms are. The hand of God. That's what we need. The hand of God to come to us just at the right time. When? When we hold his hands and we walk with him. Nothing can ultimately damage you. God is giving this promise to his people. When you are in the will of God. When you're in the perfect will of God, when you're walking with me, when you're walking with him and he holds your hand and your footsteps are in the footsteps of God Almighty and he has ordered your footsteps, God says. Even if something happens, he will catch you. That means you won't get hurt. God says you won't get hurt. He shall not be utterly cast down. Why? Before that can happen, he comes and he catches you. Before that can happen, he comes and he catches you. Praise be to God. I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. If you belong to God, God will take good care of you. If you walk in the footsteps of God Almighty, God will make sure that he will feed you with the finest of wheat. God will make sure that your provision comes not from man, but from God Almighty. How many of you want that? 
How many of you want that? People just work and work and overwork and overwork and they do all kinds of things to provide for their family. They do all kinds of things to provide for their future. They do all kinds of things. Why? They labor for the meat that perishes. For what? For a fleeting few moments of something that they want to get. But if you are in the hands of God, God says he will provide for you. He will provide for you. And that's why he says, Jesus said this, don't worry about tomorrow. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, and what you shall put on. Because your heavenly father, he knows all these things. He says, you seek God in his kingdom first. All these things, he will give it. You can live a worry-free life. That doesn't mean that you don't go to work and you just, you don't study and you just sit home and watch TV. No. You do what you have to do without worrying. You do what you have to do without striving for it, making that your focus. Don't make that as your focus. You do what you have to do. But your priority has to be things of God. When you make your priorities right, God says, he will provide for you. God will be your provider, not man. When you make man your provider, your employee your provider, you know, your spouse your provider, or whoever it is your provider, you'll be sorely disappointed. You'll have to strive for what you need to get. But if you make God your provider, in the desert, he will provide for you. In the drought, he will provide for you. In times of need, he will provide for you. Every day, he will provide for you. This is God's word. We don't have any lack when he becomes our provider. God's word says, there is no lack to those who fear him. See, Psalm 23 says this, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means I lack nothing. But then you see Psalm 34. There's no want to those who fear him. There's no lack to those who fear him. The young lions, they go hungry. But they that seek the Lord, who? They that seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Not they who go after the things of the world. They that seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. That means you do your part. You cook. If you need to get your food ready, you cook. You need to brush your teeth. You need to comb your hair. You need to eat your food. You need to make your bed. You need to get up and go to work. You do all those things. Minus worrying. If you make that your priority, then your priorities are wrong. God comes first and everything goes after that. When God comes first and you do what you have to do within your limitation, whatever you can do, and leave the rest to God without worrying, God will provide for you. In drought, God says his people will be satisfied. God's word says that. My people shall be satisfied in drought and they shall not be visited with evil. Even if you fall, you will not get hurt. Even if an external force comes, a wind comes and pushes you, or the enemy comes and tries to push you down, God says you will not get hurt. And God says, just like he provided for all those who trusted him before, he will provide for you. Now, when you look at the word provide, 
what kind of a provision is is it just talking about food is it just talking about shelter is it just talking about clothing yes those are all divine provision if we make him to be our provider he gives us the best clothing he gives us the best food he gives us the best shelter god takes care of his people royally what else very important he provides for us a way of escape god provides for us a way of escape when you are in a corner and you say lord i don't know what to do just like jehoshaphat did all of a sudden god provides a way of escape that which you cannot see in front you say there's no water lord there's no water there's no water when there was no water to be found anywhere around what did god do he split open the rock and he gave his people living water hallelujah where from christ the rock when you are in a place when you are at the crossroads when you are in a dead end when you are ple- when you are facing impossible situation you say oh lord like hagar did oh lord i can't afford to see this there's no water there's no water there's no water god comes and he says here look here how did it come up all of a sudden because the hand of god provided he provides a way of escape what does god do for his people he provides how does he provide he provides for their soul he provides for their bodies he provides for their families he provides for his children he provides god provides he provides for his people a way of escape when you are faced with opposition god comes God comes hallelujah when there's no water to be found anywhere around he did something something what is that something this is a prophecy please take note of this what is it something that something is a thing which is not supposed to produce what you need this something is a thing that is not supposed to produce what you need a rock is a rock it's not supposed to produce water it's not a well it's not on the ground level it's not something that will produce water but god brought something out of that which will not produce in a desert all you see is mountains all you see is huge hills all you see is rock solid rock and there's no water and they said oh lord we have no water he split open the rock that which was opposite that which withheld the water that which did not have water god said i'll use that very thing what's nearby i'll use that very thing that which cannot produce that which refuses to produce god says is a prophecy god says he will cause that to give way god will cause that to give way god will cause that to open god will move something unique something immovable something cannot open up god will cause it to split open and give his people water He provides a way of escape. God provides a way of escape in this month of June and beyond. 
no matter what you face in your life, God will provide a way of escape. God will provide a way of escape. God will provide a way of escape. God will provide a way of escape for you. Praise be to God. Our God is a God who provides. He provides for his own. God provides for his own. Who does God provide for? He provides for his own. The righteous people, verse 25, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. The word righteous is very important. The steps of who? Good man. Who's the good man? Righteous person. They're ordered by God. And when that righteous fall, he will not get hurt. So very important point here is your life matters to God. Why is God doing all these things? Because he delights in his ways. Who delights in whose ways? God is delighting in the ways of the righteous. Why? The righteous person walks in the ways of God. His steps are ordered by God and God delights in his ways because he's walking in the ways of God. When we walk in the ways of the living God, God delights in us and he says, I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will prosper you. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to take you to Daniel chapter 6. Let's just go there as the Spirit of God wants us to. Let's make that transition right now. Daniel chapter 6. Having these scriptures in mind, we will go to Daniel chapter 6. And now I will read from verse 10, I believe. We started yesterday, so we'll go back to that. Daniel chapter 6 from verse 10 onwards. Now, when Daniel knew that he that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. We saw this yesterday, so I'm not going to go into this again today. Now, what happened after that? Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. What happened? They went and complained about Daniel because they were his enemies. They went and told the king about Daniel. Look, king, you decreed this and this guy is doing this. What was Daniel doing? Daniel was walking in the steps of God Almighty. Daniel was being righteous. So what happened to Daniel? These people came and they said, oh, Daniel, you are standing really strong. You are on that rock. Let's push you, not from the front. We'll push you from behind. That's what they did. They were not able to catch Daniel in anything because Daniel was blameless before God and man. They couldn't find fault with Daniel's work. If you are working anywhere, whether you're working at home or working at your workplace, make sure you live a blameless life. Don't cut corners. Do your job with excellence. Know that God is watching you at all times. If you are supposed to work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., don't clock out at 4.30 and sign as 5 p.m. God is watching. If you do that, you fall in the category of the unrighteous, not in the category of the righteous. 
what you do before God has to be right. If you have to be there at nine o'clock and you go there at 9.15, don't clock in as nine o'clock. Sign as nine o'clock. God sees everything. Integrity is very important before God. If you want to be counted among the righteous, not only positionally through the blood of Jesus, you become righteous, but practically by living and upright before God, you stand righteous before God. This is very important. Understand this. Now, Daniel was a righteous man before God and a righteous man before men. He did everything uprightly. They couldn't find fault with his job. They came and they saw, let's see how he's working. Oh boy, I can't find fault with this man. I can't find fault with this work. I can't find fault with the way he's talking. I can't find fault with the way he's writing. I can't fault with the way he's eating. I can't find fault with anything. I can't find fault with the way he's wearing his clothes and coming there so neat and tidy we cannot find fault with anything he's not oppressing anyone he's not saying anything bad we can't catch him with anything think about that think about that that's a life to follow a great man of god daniel was called a friend of god a few people in the bible were called god's friends daniel was one of those Daniel was called the beloved of God. A big difference. A lot of times people say, oh, God loves me. God, God, yes, God does. But it's a big difference when you become the beloved of God. Daniel was the beloved of God. Abraham was a friend of God. So was Daniel. Look at his life. Every single person on the face of the earth has the opportunity to become God's beloved people. God's beloved one. For some, it's important. For many, it's not important. If God is not important to you, then you will not become important to God. Too bad. Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If you're not important to him, you miss out on everything, including life itself. But if you value God, and if you value God's presence, then he will value you. You value God's people. He'll value you. And God will make sure that he will place you. God will make sure to place you on high places. Two, magnify his great name through you. So you see here, these people, the enemies of Daniel, couldn't attack him from the front. Cowards, right? Truly cowards. They could not come and fight with him from the front. They came through the back door. They went and plotted against Daniel and said, this is how we're going to catch him. And they said, you know what? He prays to his God and let's go and catch him this way. They went and caught him doing good. And when his good was spoken evil of, what happened? God showed up. God showed up. God showed up. God came and stood there. Oh, a man who was able to bring God to where he was. That's what God will do for those who will stand with him. These people went and they said, let's push Daniel suddenly. Daniel is facing his God. Let's go behind him and push him as if his God will not see that. See, I may not see my enemy coming from behind me. You may not see your enemy coming from behind you. 
But you know who sees it? My God. And if you are walking with God, then your God will say, he is in front of you. And if you're following him, he is looking at you. He is watching over you. Whoever is trying to push you from behind. Oh, they cannot escape his eyes. He sees that. And when that guy tries to push you, God catches you. You know what a beautiful experience that is? This is a very deep revelation. When the enemy tries to push you and you feel like, oh my God, I'm falling. Jesus, help me. And Jesus catches you. Let me tell you this. You go right in his arms before you were standing a little bit away from him. Now you're right in his arms. You get a tight, close experience with God Almighty when you go through trials. You fall right in his arms. He catches you. And where are you? You're right in his arms, so close to him. The enemy thought, I'm going to push him. I'm going to break his teeth. and I'm going to disfigure his face or her face and look what I'm going to do. Oh, you know what that did? It just brought God's people right into his arms. He protects us. He provides for us. He will carry us. That's what happened to Daniel. They tried pushing him from behind. Oh, they couldn't do any damage to Daniel. Daniel was exalted all the more. His God caught him. He kept him the entire time in the lion's den. While the lions were sitting and they were watching Daniel worship God there too. And I strongly believe when Daniel was worshiping God, the presence of God was there. And all the lions that were meant to devour him. All their mouths were shut to devouring Daniel. But they were all there in the presence of God. They said, oh, Daniel, you praise him. We'll also be here. Their mouths were locked, not from worshiping God. God shut the mouths of the lions from devouring Daniel and prepared their mouths to devour his enemies. Just like the Red Sea. The Red Sea opened up for the people of Israel to go through. And then the Red Sea became a burial ground. It closed when the enemies came. The enemies who came to destroy the Israelites were destroyed by the hand of God. The very Red Sea. That's what happened to Daniel's enemies. The lions were there to kill Daniel, but God shut the mouths of the lions so that they don't kill him. But they all sat next to him. We don't know how many in number, but you see in the Bible, it's plural. That means you had many lions there. It was a den of lions. And now there Daniel is. He's a worshiper of God. The only thing over here is he didn't have windows to open his windows to look towards Jerusalem and pray. But his God was with him there, right in the lion's den. His arm is surrounding Daniel. Hallelujah. Even though he fell into the lion's den, he didn't get hurt because his God was protecting Daniel. And Daniel's faith in God shut the mouths of the lions. But once Daniel was out, the mouths of the lions were loosened because they were only shut tight to protect Daniel. But they were released all of a sudden to devour those 
who wanted to devour him, the righteous. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to understand this. The fear of the Lord will keep us from every danger. The fear of the Lord will keep your feet from falling. Following God faithfully, being in the righteous path of the living God will protect you. He will provide for you. Even if you fall, suddenly from where you are, God will catch you. The hand of the Lord will protect you. The hand of the Lord will provide for you. He will provide a way of escape for you. God is speaking into our hearts at this hour. Give yourself into the hands of God. And as we read in God's word, let him order your steps. Let him delight in the ways, in your ways, the way you walk. Let God see that you're walking in the steps that God has ordered for you. Let him feel happy about that. And when the enemy comes to destroy you, know that he cannot destroy you. Can anyone destroy the inheritance of God? Can anyone destroy the inheritance of God? No, he who touches you touches the apple of God's eye. God is speaking at this hour. Those who thought to destroy Daniel, they were destroyed. Not Daniel. So even if they try to push and you feel like, oh, they're pushing and I'm falling. It's only for you to fall right into the hands of God. Now you're even closer to God than before. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all by his own hands. Hallelujah. With his strong and mighty arm. Hallelujah. With his righteous right arm. Hallelujah. God comes and he rescues his people. Mighty warrior. Mighty in battle. Mighty warrior. You are so strong. Hallelujah. Mighty warrior. Victorious in battle. Mighty warrior. Lord of the heavens armies. Hallelujah. In the times of trouble. God will hide us in his pavilion. Hallelujah. We get closer to God more than ever before. Hallelujah. We fall right in his arms. Hallelujah. We at that point enjoy the warmth of God. Hallelujah. We at that point enjoy the closeness with God. Hallelujah. We at that point enjoy the touch of God. Hallelujah. We at that point enjoy the embrace of God. That which we did not experience before we experience now. Hallelujah. That's how God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Hallelujah. Oh. Whatever the enemy meant for evil, God turns it for our good and for his glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this third day of fasting and prayer. And thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Your word is sweeter than the honey from the honeycomb. Oh, by your word, we are strengthened. We are nourished. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength, Father. I pray that you'll bless your people, each and every single one here, all those who are looking to you, Lord, for your strength, for your help, for your divine protection, and for your divine direction. I ask you, oh, Heavenly Father, touch your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lead your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. None of their steps shall slide. And if they fall, you will catch them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. When Daniel fell into the lion's den, you caught him. Hallelujah. He didn't have a scratch in his body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you exalted him. Hallelujah. When anyone goes in the arms of the living God, you exalt them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Cover your people with your precious blood. I commit this month of June into the nail pierced hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you, Lord, that you will touch this month, Father. Sanctify this month, Father. Bless this month, Father, for us. And every word that you promised us for this month of June. Oh, Lord, we believe it. And we receive it at this hour in Jesus' name. Thank you for all that you have done already. And thank you for all that you're going to do in the days to come. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God of Daniel, you are our God. Hallelujah. Cause your people to live upright lives. Cause your people to walk in the righteous ways of the living God. Cause your people to walk in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. Cause your people, Lord. To live a life of no compromise. Cause you people to have their eyes wide open. Hallelujah. That they may see you. In all that they do and say. May they see your works, Father. And may others see your works through them, Lord. With this blessing, I bless them with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you.